We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Miss something from the Todd Feinberg Show? Listen to the podcast on WTIC.com slash podcast. Oh, yes. Yes, yes. This is our 5 o'clock hour. We've got the rants coming up. We'll take phone calls. I want to play you this Jordan Peterson cut once more because it's just um, it's a little it's a little less concrete, more vague than usual from Jordan Peterson, and yet really powerful. I think you ready. My whole life said, "Never, you don't don't falsify your words." Because the thing is, you know, I'll I'll tell you an experiment, a psychological yeah. experiment that's quite interesting. It might even be valid. So imagine you bring people in to the lab, young people, and you give them a political attitudes questionnaire regarding their views on a particular topic. And then you have them sit down and write a 500-word essay arguing against their position. Mm-hmm. Now they know they're doing this in the lab. And then you bring them in a week later and you give them the same political attitudes questionnaire you find that their attitudes have shifted substantially. So people are influenced by having to think about ideas on both sides of an issue instead of just going with what they've always believed. Students are asked to write an opposing viewpoint to what they believe, and that actually changes their mind. And significantly towards the direction of their writing. And so the problem is, you can't falsify the word, your words without falsifying your thinking, perception. Yeah. Because your, your words construct your perception. So you have to be very careful about kowtowing to the ideology because you can't get away with it. You'll, you'll falsify your own psyche if you falsify your words. I love that idea because we don't think in those terms. We're not really sure. We're not clear that what we externalize, whether verbally or physically or whatever, is a statement of who we are. And if it runs contrary to what we know to be true, if we're saying things we know to be false, we are creating some kind of conflict, internal conflict. We are attacking our sense of self. Good stuff, Jordan Peterson, that thinking man. Let's get a traffic update before we start the rants. Mark Christopher and the BPS Lawyers traffic center it's the todd feinberg show live from the nj diet studios on wtic news talk 1080 you talking to me i believe so rant line time that's how you talk to me 860-751-4698 and you call in the old-fashioned way 860 Yes, we take live calls 
while we play the rants here on WTIC. Let's get them started. It's uh, Friday. I just missed uh, the end of your show. I called in earlier, but I had the, your, one of your callers, John, talked about the uh, wheat thin, peanut butter, and horseradish. So the second he said that, I got all three of them here. So I slapped it together, and that man is correct. That is so freaking good. Wow. <laughs> I put it on the menu at the White House. They wouldn't even know the difference. It's so good. So I just want to let you know. Thanks. How about that? Wheat thins, peanut butter, and horseradish. We heard that on Friday. Somebody called in and said that was a great dish, that a great flavor experience. And there's a second to that opinion. How about that spontaneous percolation of great taste? Hey, Todd. I was listening to you talk about the Republicans and the state of the Republicans, and I think you used the term lapdogs. Lapdogs, and yes. that's very appropriate, Todd, and I think it's even more appropriate uh, after what we saw the other night at the inaugural ball for the Democrats. And guess who the – guess what, Todd? The master of ceremony was a former Republican minority leader, Candelori. Imagine that time. I mean, that that tells every that tells you exactly where we are in this. Yeah, state. he's he's the president. The master one. ceremony for the Democratic Mr. Ned Lamont was a former, recently, no, no, too, currently, not that long ago, Republican minority leader. Think about that time. Thank you, sir. Joe Biden went down to the border. To finally put things in good order. Ms. Harris, it said, should have done this instead. So now Joe will likely reward her. I like it. He's back. Hey, Todd. Ed from Rocky Hill. Hey, Ed. Just calling to voice my displeasure for Mark from West Hartford's call yesterday to Tom Shattuck regarding that the insinuating that the State rep who got killed in the wrong way crash might have been drunk or inebriated. Oh, Shattuck making trouble for us again. I don't like it, Tom. First of all, he was driving in the right way, and he got hit head-on by a wrong way driver. Case closed, enough said. I can't believe Shattuck did not call Mark out on that. Come on, Thomas. Oh, well, that's how it goes, I guess. Thank you for pointing it out. When the Bidens get their kickback from the Mexican drug cartels, for turning our southern border over to them. Do they get paid in cash, or does Hunter just take it in uh, product, you know, uh, drugs and <laughs> sex slaves? That's it. Oh, geez. All right, listen to this one. It, it's um, a reflection of how frustrating things can be and how frustrated people can get living in the state of Connecticut and trying to make things work. Because things don't work. The only thing that works is the oppression of the people through overtaxation and wasting of money. And it leads to calls like this one, I think. Hello, this is Ali from Vernon again. I'm still waiting for Frontier. Would you believe it? In over two weeks, they cannot come and fix the phone. I don't know what to do anymore. I'm calling because... Who is it? Who can't come and fix the phone? Did anyone hear that? I have no other place to call. It is just unbelievable. The service, I don't know whether they have a breakdown on on, uh, management or what. 
ever. It's, it's just terrible. These are highly regulated companies that uh, are seem not to be not to be performing like uh, government would say they would if only they were highly regulated. They give you the, the runaround, the runaround, and now they were supposed to come on the force. They didn't, and I had somebody come over from another company, from Comcast. They, were, they came right away, but the, the kicker is that Frontier won't, le won't to release my telephone number. I have already for 50 years. <laughs> I'm really, I don't know what Front, to do. I just, now, they're supposed to come this coming Monday. That was they, today. It's Frontier, I think, uh, is the company in question here. They didn't show up on the 4th of January. So now they're supposed to come on Monday the 9th. And I'm not holding my breath. Believe me, it's terrible. The service is awful. I don't know how they get away with it. Nobody does anything about it, I guess. There are tons of people that are waiting for um, for their service, and they can't get anywhere. Okay, thank you for listening. I hope I'm resolving this matter. But I'll let you know Yes, please. because nobody else no, keep us, cares. Keep us posted. Okay, end of message. Bye-bye. Thank you. <laughs> Good luck with that. Hey, Todd. The beginning of the new year, the Connecticut legislature is back in session. It's nice to see that they understand the seriousness of the economic situation we're in because they're discussing whether they're going to let bars stay open until 4 o'clock. 4 o'clock, yep. Yeah, I'm sure that'll get us out of the economic situation that we're in. The other thing is people got to understand the seriousness of this immigration problem. Since October 1st, 78,000, they call them getaways, people that came across the border without contact with border agents just got into the country, wherever. 78,000. That's 14,000 more than the population of West Hartford, Connecticut. People better realize this is unsustainable and it's going to be a problem. Since October 1st, 15,000 more people than live in West Hartford got into this country illegally, undocumented. Hmm. All right. Well, it's no surprise the Democrats want them here. They are part of the Democrats' business model to keep cities growing so that poverty keeps growing and the number of people dependent on government programs keeps growing so that government keeps taking a bigger share, a bigger piece out of the pot all the time. Well, Todd, Representative John Larson's at it again. For the last seven years, he rolls out his legacy plan year after year. Started out as $10 billion for the big dig and reconfiguration around Hartford with the highway system. The last number now is $17 billion. The Department of Transportation's estimate is $50 billion. The only legacy I see for Representative John Larson in Connecticut would be the biggest pig at the trough. Hi, Todd. So tell me, if I come out of retirement and work for eight weeks, would I be able to get the thousand bucks? You just got to love it. Yeah. Later. So this is going back now. These, uh, I, I told you that I found some rants that go back to when Ned was proposing the $1,000 bonus, when he was just kicking it off, 
to pay people to uh, to take a job. And that was how that was the big confession of how totally broken things were made by the the unnecessary overreaction of government to covid. And um, anyway, there's some good rea- good reactions here. And I think um, I think some good rants. So enjoy this, please. Hey, Todd, Eric, Rocky Hill calling in. I'm going to go get me a job Monday. I'll know what it's like to be in the big league. Signing a contract with the New York Rangers. Getting my, my big signing bonus. Ka-ching. We're going to pay you $1,000. Ka-ching. After eight weeks, I'm going to quit said job and get me some free health insurance. No cost to anybody who can't afford it. Ka-ching. After that, I'm going to get me some food stamps. <laughs> Ka-ching. Making that easier for parents, single parents, to be able to get back to work. Ka-ching. As you know, Beth By and the team have made affordable daycare Um you know, free to everybody that can't afford it. Ka-ching! Ka-ching! I think uh, a lot of women were pushed out of the workforce. Schools weren't open. Ka-ching! As you know, we're providing the free certification programs to make it a lot easier for you to get those skills. Ka-ching! My hips are moving! Free one-pass transit, so um, makes that easier for you. My hips are moving, Todd! Ka-ching! The work participation rate, meaning the percent of the eligible population that's working is going down. I want work to pay. I want people to have a real incentive when they go back to work. I need a cell phone. We're making a big difference there, I hope. (laughs) Oh, man, that was beautiful. That's I that's I don't know when it was, but it's good stuff. All right, Allie, what's going on? Yeah. Hello, Uh, Todd. Yes, thanks for calling back. You're on the yeah, air. Yeah, I just heard the rap. Well, they came finally today. Yeah. In the last minute, about 4.30 or 4 o'clock, they showed up. Mm-hmm. They apologized. I said, don't apologize. It's not your fault. They are so busy. So anyway, it's working now. So it was there. The phone wasn't working, and they had to do something to fix it. Was that, did Whatever that take like? Whatever they did, I don't did, know. How they long were they there? I don't, I don't know. I had uh, the, 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 the TV didn't work, the computer didn't work, and the phone didn't work. He said it was something that was just a little hang-up because mm-hmm. I had the same thing in May, and they did it from uh, from from the other from their center out, but there was nobody there this time to do that. Okay. So, so anyway, the- I thank you for letting it run. I hope everybody gets their um, their service back. Well, was it other people? It wasn't just you. Other people lost service too. Apparently, well, there was a waiting list. First of all, on the twenty-second oh, okay. of December, mm-hmm. there were about twenty thirty minutes waiting. Wow. And then there was 35 minutes waiting, and then there, then they were forced, and then on, when they canceled on the 4th, they said, well, they have a, a schedule out till January 20th. Yikes. Yeah. So now, right. in the meantime, it's probably January 29th or whatever. I'm glad you got straightened out, Ellie. Thank you for calling back and letting us know. Appreciate hearing from you. Why is Andrew Cuomo getting a multi-million dollar book deal? to write about his leadership during COVID. 
he Remember? is a sexual predator who stuffed plenty of COVID patients into nursing homes and killed thousands of our at-risk patients. And, and Jolly Ned imitated his, uh, not his personal behavior, but his uh, political behavior, made the same mistake with the nursing homes. A $1,000 sign-on bonus for going back to work. Imagine. On top of all the other free money you've been getting for sitting on your butt this entire time. I've been working 40 hours a week this entire pandemic. Do I get $1,000? Thanks a lot, Nedley. I don't think so. Hey, Todd. Uh, you're doing a fine job, by the way. Hey, listen, I have a question. You know, I'm, I'm just reading all the news on the Israeli and the Palestinians and, uh, you know, that we should get involved in peace and so on and so forth. Question, where is the United Nations on this? I thought that this was their job or their, they were founded on that principle that they would... What do we pay them billions of dollars a year to do? Well, it's a good what? question. Ostensibly, the purpose of the United Nations is to make the world safer by having a place where diplomacy can happen. You know, where, where the leaders of different countries or the leadership of different country, countries can make regular contact with each other. But, you know, it's become this, this centralized power force that tries to do negative things, I think, for the planet by moving us more towards socialism. Look how far, how quickly we've become a socialist country here in the uh, running parallel to the creation of the United Nations. What over the last 20, 30, 40 years have they done to ensure world peace uh, I'm, I'm i'm just confused on that i'm curious should we really disband them uh, it's a waste of money in my opinion but whatever the case it'd be an interesting question to bring out okay thank you well thank you for that Eight six zero five two two nine eight four two. t-mobile has invested billions to light up america's largest 5g network from big cities to small towns including right here in yours and great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Miss something from the Todd Feinberg Show? Listen to the podcast on WTIC.com slash podcast. Only if you wish. 
860-522-9842. Rocking and rolling through a Monday afternoon. Thank you so much for your attention to what we do here at WTIC. We're playing rants, listening to rants, taking phone calls, having a gay old time, as they used to say in the old days. And we've got, uh, after rants, we've got Lebo coming in for a few minutes. I think that's all the um, that's all the appointments I have to mention. Hey, Todd, I've been a stay-at-home mom for a couple decades. If I get a job and work for two months, do I get that $1,000? So remember when Ned, it was, I think it was uh, the spring of 2021 when Ned introduced the idea of paying people to go back to work. An admission, a clarification of just how deeply Ned knew it was damaging to the economy to overreact to COVID and to misappropriate the state's actions. So he started offering money and drinks and all kinds of stuff to get people going again. And why is this guy getting any money off of this pandemic? And these rants are ones that I found in a file. I don't think they ever aired. Well, Bill Gates' wife has divorced him. I guess Microsoft does mean something to her. <laughs> hey, Todd, this is Rick from East Granby. I'm listening to Jolly Ned's news conference with the great news from Stu Leonard about the $1,000 sign-on bonus to go back to work. I am apoplectic. I can't even believe this. Yep. And then Jolly Ned even states that he's going to track those that are on unemployment through the state unemployment files. Oh, that's great. So now we've got more intrusion. We are turning socialist. I, I cannot believe it's going on. They're spending this federal handout money like like no one I've ever seen. And the challenge is, Todd, they're going to keep increasing taxes on everything else that we as working residents of this state provide. It's disgusting. Yeah, that's absolutely right. So this is why the way you destroy the middle class is by growing government. That's where the middle class goes. Hey, Todd, it's John from Rocky Hill. I tuned in late to the governor, thank God. Um, is it true we're going to give people money to go back to work? I worked all through this. I didn't get no extra money. This is wrong. Remember this? Oh, it was palpable. They, you know, every once in a while they make a, a policy that just clearly resonates with the point of how out of control government is and how destructively it takes our wealth and squanders it for re-election schemes, really. It's all election rigging schemes. That's what's going on. 860-522-9842. The rant line number, 860-751-4698. Now, back to the Todd Feinberg Show, live from the NJ Diet Studios on WTIC News Talk 1080. WTIC, what's happening with you? All right, it's time for Michael Lebowitz. Lebo, six weeks now, out of prison, how many? Uh, I think it's close to six. Um, yeah. I think it'll be six on Thursday, if I'm not mistaken. It's very interesting. I feel like you should be uh, documenting the time as you go by and how your thoughts change, like keeping some kind of journal. You doing anything like that? Yeah, I'd rather not keep a, a track of all my time, Todd. I have 
been had enough of that for no, a no not of all your time just of the you know little mentions even if you will find them immensely powerful if you spent five minutes a day making a little note about what your thoughts were just some outstanding thought and, and you could have at the very least great laughs looking back at it but all more importantly i think it'll help do some reconstruction for uh, writing a memoir or something like that but never mind what's on your mind this afternoon lebo well, I'm pretty psyched up after listening to your bumper music there. That's pretty motivating, so I feel good now. Good. Glad we got you and, pumped up. Uh, and I, I, what I really want to talk about is this idea you've had lately of clarifying our political principles, getting our ideas in line, mm -hmm. and putting forth a movement. And to me, nothing really illustrates why this is so important than a tweet. Now, I'm new to Twitter, by the way. I have a Twitter feed now, and I'm all about tweeting all day long. But I came across a tweet by a so-called right-wing member of Congress. His name is Paul Gosar. He is a dentist, right? He is a dentist, yes. A dentist and a congressman. So he's accustomed to drilling and causing people great pain. He's, he's accustomed to making people very uncomfortable and taking a lot of money from them, yes. Yes. <laughs> so he, I guess somebody accused him of trying to cut a deal with Kevin McCarthy whereby they would make cuts to Social Security. Mm -hmm. So Mr. Gosar really wanted to let the people in the Twitterverse know that this just is not the case. So he said unequivocally, I have no intentions of cutting Social Security. In fact, I want to increase the benefits. So in my mind, as somebody that wants less and less government, the fact that a guy who's part of, I think he's part of the Freedom Caucus, although don't quote me on that, but I'm pretty sure he is, is coming out for bigger government. So it's one of two things. Either he's really for bigger government and wants to increase Social Security, or he's lying in saying that he's for bigger government. In either case, I have no use for him, and neither should anybody else. But I think it's just a, a classic example of that Republicans are not the party of small government. Not even close. Yeah, so what exactly is the principle here that's being violated? So we can illuminate this for people. Well, there's multiple principles. I mean, if you, if you just go to the Constitution, first of all, Social Security is completely unconstitutional in my view. Anybody who's a strict constructionist, as the conservatives claim to be, would go by the original meaning of the document. There's nothing in that document that even remotely suggests that the federal government has the authority to establish a, an insurance program for older people. Now it's, of course, spread out to disability, you know, disabled people and who knows who else. So it's unconstitutional for one, which is why anybody claiming to be a constitutional should be opposed to it. But obviously, if you're going to increase benefits, you're going to have to increase taxes somewhere. You're going to have to do something. So taxes are bigger government. It violates the Constitution. You're supposed to be for the party of small government and for the Constitution. Something's wrong here. Yeah, I don't so think it's the idea of small government, and I don't think it's the Constitution. I think it's Mr. Gosar and the Republican Party. How do they um, how do they pull this off this this shake and bake that they do all the time, where they claim to be small government while they're pushing big government proposals? Well, it's hard to say. I, I mean, they certainly sometimes come out with a rhetoric and say we need free markets and stuff like that, and I think that. 
So you either have people that are your moderate Republicans who aren't really too concerned about big government. Then maybe you have the conservatives who are more concerned with the abortion issue or, you know, the religious conservatives, I mean, with the abortion issue or other sort of moral laws that they want the government to pass. Issues that, that, that are interventionist government policies. Yeah. And then I think there's the more libertarian-leaning people who feel like they have nowhere to go and that the Republicans are lesser than two evils. So, therefore, the Republicans have their place, and they know they can get away with it because people aren't leaving him, which is why I think your idea of a third party is fantastic, because it's time for these people to understand that if they're not going to represent the principles of liberty, the believers in liberty will go elsewhere. It strikes me that uh, that there are certain resistance points that are kind of obvious. Like we had a caller, I don't know, maybe 45 minutes or an hour ago, who was um, who was repeating all these great things the government does. Do you happen to hear that caller? I did not catch that particular call. It no. was. It, it's kind of funny because I think your brain gets caught on those things, and it's easy to to fall into a trap of thinking that because government once did something well or happens to have some programs that we might like, that that means that we should allow the distortions that go along with big government and the utter destruction of the wealth that the economic activity is generating. And if, if you can walk people through the steps of logic and say, you know what, it's okay to just follow the logic. Like, people get mad if you talk about, you said a couple of minutes ago, Social Security is unconstitutional. The federal government has no power to do Social Security. And we would be so much better off as a nation. People's first reaction is, oh, well, you want us to not have Social Security? What would happen to my money? We're, we're talking about the principles the government is built on. Either you believe in freedom principles or you don't. And if you believe in freedom principles, then you can look and say, oh, we never should have done it this way because this is unconstitutional if there is some constitutional way to do it then you can have a debate about that but it would certainly be on the state level not for the federal government to do and every time they do something big and grotesque and and destructive it makes more room for them to do another thing that's bigger and more destructive and it just keeps getting worse and worse as the government keeps growing and growing so then the question becomes okay well what are we prepared to do about it are we just going to keep going for it? And you said something a minute ago, Todd, that, you know, that people make the argument, well, you know, the government once did this well, and I would take issue with that because the question for me is always two. One, is it right? Two, will it work? So if they're initiating force to take taxes out of people's pockets to pay for a program, I would say it's immoral and I would oppose it off the bat. But then I would say, does it work? And, well, what has the government ever done that has worked out well? What law? I mean, I'm not talking about maybe they did a specific thing. I'm talking about a policy that was implemented over time that they've actually done well. I, I'm, I'm hard pressed to think of any. How about? Especially don't you remember the wonderful school lunches from when you were a boy? <laughs> yeah, yeah, they weren't very good. Neither was the education, if I remember correctly. But people Although, would look at something like roads and say, "Oh, well, look at the roads. If if government doesn't do it, it can't happen." And I think what people need is a way to get over those false impressions that because government has been doing so much for so long and keeps expanding what it's doing that people assume there's no other way to do it 
Yeah, they do. And it's yeah, admittedly, it's a difficult thing to get over because you constantly see things one way and then say, well, how could it possibly be done differently? In the case of the roads, I mean, the other day I was driving and there was a huge pothole in the middle of the road. And I was seeing an article, I think it was in the New York Times, but don't quote me on that, on the problem with, I think it was the interstate highways. Yes. You know, they're basically a mess and whatnot. Now, just think about this. If if McDonald's, if you walked into McDonald's and there was a big pit in the middle of the floor that you could fall into, how many people would keep going to that McDonald's? Not only that, the government would be in there inspecting and saying it was unacceptable. Yeah, the government would tell them it's unacceptable. Meanwhile, you got potholes in every road in the country. I know it's an exaggeration. They're not every road in the country. Just no. I think them. that I think it would be an exaggeration to think for a second that it's not every road, because really, well, how do you drive down a street where there aren't cracks and bumps and awful, uh, you know, destructiveness happening to your car because you have to drive it over this rough terrain? And, you know, it's always the same, Todd, because if when somebody's career or somebody's livelihood depends on doing a good job, they tend to do a better job. When people know there's no accountability, that they can do a shoddy job, they generally do a shoddy job. It's like you always say, it's not about the individual. It's about the systems and what those systems create. And so you might have your exceptions who would still do a good job under any circumstances. But by and large, when the incentive is inverted and there's no reason to really care about it, People don't care, and you yes. end up with shoddy roads, shoddy schools, and shoddy everything else the government does. It, it's so pervasive that people have trouble imagining not having government as a result. But if you look, go through the list of things you think are wonderful in the world. Well, no, there isn't, there isn't really much you would put on the wonderful list. But think about the things you find acceptable and look at them again. You know, education is in crisis in this country. It's hard to find anybody in public schools who's performing at grade level. And that's a real tragedy that's, that we really have no way to survive if we don't get it straightened up very quickly. And no one's dealing with it because you've got this rigged system where a special interest group was created by the government in order that they could create a money loop so tax dollars go into public schools and their employees, and those employees, their unions that they're forced to uh, be part of, throw the, some of the money back to the government, and there you have a conflict of interest and a locked system, and uh, one that can't respond to the needs of the moment. So, so kids suffer, the country suffers, we're in grave danger, and nobody wants to face it. Yeah, I was just had a thought, Todd. Do you think maybe we should actually just start calling things what they are instead of going for the big government crowd's language? Like, instead of calling it the education system, why don't we call it the indoctrination system? And the federal department that handles it handles it the Department of Indoctrination instead of the Department of Education. Um, I bet if you actually called things what they were, people would be far less apt to support them. Like, if you, instead of calling them the Internal Revenue, Revenue Service, call them the department in charge of figuring out which money the government hasn't stolen enough of. Uh, the Department of Economic Destruction. We'll go with that. It's a lot well, more. That would be every department, I guess. The schools, I, I wouldn't do the Department of Indoctrination because that doesn't go enough to the vulnerability, I think. The Department of Bad Education, I think, is the real weak point, that we need to have schools that educate. We don't have them because our elected officials are locked into the idea 
that having a system that rigs education to help them get reelected is better than having one that educates students to the maximum. I'm with you. And by the way, I'm moving more and more away from this whole limited government concept and more and more towards an anarcho-capitalist point of view. I'm not quite there yet, but the more I see and the more I look into, the more I say, why not try it? Give so it anarcho-capitalism means uh, have taking the principles of markets and applying them to everything, which yes. seems to me is the only thing that we can trust because... If you look at America, the idea was uh, create huge pressures on government to not overstep its boundaries. And now we have the old King George system in our own country. So, so what exactly did how, how well did that work? So it, that it would has, be an acknowledgment of that failure and a suggestion that we design a system based on reality, which is if you have any government, it's going to come back and destroy you because that's where the money is. Well said, Mr. Feinberg, as usual. So the idea of anarcho-capitalism is to create markets that solve problems. Can you give us an example of a market that is private that runs things that are considered to be public? Well, you have private security firms already. And normally the police power is given over to the government, but you already have corporations, companies, and some even individuals that hire private security firms. So and think about how, how cheaper police forces could be, or fire departments might be, if towns could sign contracts with private vendors to provide those services. Yeah, and if you can actually fire them when they don't do well. Exactly. They do yeah. this with, um, with the, I think, with the commuter rail. I believe there are private companies that operate some commuter rail systems in the country, and Things like that, there's actually more of it that goes on than we understand, where companies are actually doing the work uh, that government is taking credit for. Well, think about transportation, too. I mean, what would you rather take, a, a city bus or an Uber? Me, yeah. I'd rather take an Uber every time. Absolutely. And if you compare that to even the taxi cab companies, the highly regulated environment created by government versus the marketplace everybody loves what the marketplace has uh, over those beat up old taxis yeah, all right michael lebowitz closing thought time, yeah uh, i do have a closing thought i was recently interviewed on a podcast called the jason scalora show i thought it went very well i reveal a lot about myself during the course of the interview maybe people will find it interesting i think they will it's available on Spotify, and I would love for people to tune in, and I'd love to hear their feedback. The Jason Scalora Show. The Jason Scalora Show with a Leibowitz appearance. It's going to vastly increase the circulation of that program. I hope it does. <laughs> Lebo, thank you, sir. Thank you, Todd. Have a great night. You too. That's Michael Bye -bye. Leibowitz. Six weeks now out of prison and enjoying his freedom and trying to bring more of it to everybody. All right, don't forget to call the rant line overnight. When you get up and you shuffle off to the kitchen for a little snack at 2 a.m., pick up the phone, call the rant line, and uh, share some of your opinions with us, okay? 860-751-4698. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.